One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Red Men TV podcast. We are here. Uh, we're not actually doing a video version of this at the moment um, for, for, for reasons... For reasons, Paul. Interesting reasons. There's no, there's no way of knowing. To be perfectly honest, um, we could spend a lot of this time trying to fathom it out. Um, it, it largely centres around that. I thought that couldn't be asked. Um, it's funny. It's not even you that has to do anything. I know. Weird that. Yeah. Should we get stuck into a question? Yeah, let's then? get into it. Let's not dwell on so, um Basically, what we've done for this is obviously we're doing so much coverage around transfers and, and what have you at the moment, and obviously all that stuff exists predominantly on on the website on the redmantv.com. So if you want that, you know the Reds transfer roundup, we've done loads of that stuff. Um, you can go and watch all those. What we're going to do for this, particularly for the summer, with no games to talk about, we're going to answer a lot more of you guys' questions. So if you want to involve yourself with the show, tweet at redmantv. What? And girls. Guys is a, a collective term. It's a derogatory term to a girl. Is it? Yeah. I've had so many complaints over the restaurants in restaurants when I've called a couple guys and they've gone... from uh, Complaints from arseholes? Lo- loads of them. Absolutely. All of them. They're all arseholes. Well, yeah, yeah. I suppose there's no, there's no male or female of arseholes, is there? So collectively, could go with that. Hi, arseholes. What would you... People are not better in restaurants, aren't they, to be yeah. fair? I always thought this, and before, uh, let's... Let, let, Let's meander. Um, there's not too many professions where it's almost it's acceptable to make people cry. And I'm not saying it's acceptable to make waiters and waitresses cry, but I've seen so many waiters and waitresses brought to tears by absolute assholes. And in any other industry, you just wouldn't. You you just go get the fuck out, wouldn't you? You know, if someone walked into any other business and was a, was a complete twat, you just had to get out. Whereas you're so beholden to the customer in the public service industry that it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Arseholes, Paul. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas we get to just call arseholes arseholes in the in the YouTube biz. No one knows where we are. Yeah. Um, Gooseman Dembele asked on Twitter um, to kick us off if you could relive any moment in your life. That wasn't football related. What would it be? <laughs> uh oh. Uh, I love the questions where we just get to wind you up and let you go. See, my first thought was. The, the, <laughs> I don't want to know what you. My, well, my first. Well, there was two. There was, a, se- there was a sexual one. There was a sexual one, obviously. <laughs> but then, yeah. 
30 seconds, you know what I mean? Mm. I can pretty You've much remember on. exactly what happened in those 30 seconds. Yeah. If it was a 20-minute session, then maybe, yeah, have a little <laughs> look at that again. Oh, look, good technique. Yeah. It was on some stairs, Paul, in a in a house party okay. on the way up to a bedroom, and I was done. Sound. So I don't need to relive that. I remember everything. I remember what step <laughs> I was on when my pants came down. You do a second-by-second, stroke-by-stroke account. So there's no, there's, there's no need for me to do that. Sure. The second one was the, the the birth of my children, which were horrendous. Right, so I, I don't want to go through I that. that There's obviously some of the greatest moments of your life. My like the the birth of my children was not those moments. Like them be, them being them arriving. Like so like the hour after it happened. That was great. Amazing. Good times. Yeah, exactly. The actual birth itself, I could not. I have to relive that every single time I get close my eyes. Do the scene in Kill Bill where they all die and they all fall into the bath, the bloodbath scene. <laughs> That. That. that so no that's not twice the over either. so that's not the answer i know what mine was go on is um there was so i was working funnily enough working in the in the, in the restaurant for you at the time working in the tavern and um alan moore who yeah. writer of watchmen v vendetta etc etc um he was in having having a meal with his with his family and i was doing one of those things where and people, I, know, I now know this because people do this to me I had to Google his image to check it was him or whatever. And then I, I, as he was finished, he was checking out all of the comics on the wall. So, excuse me, are you Alan Moore? And he said, oh, yeah. And I basically, like, gushed, on, <laughs> gushed at him for five minutes. But I want to relive that because I kind of want to redo it. It was fine, except that I turned into a total, just a total fanboy idiot and forgot everything else that he's ever written. So I basically became what, what he Watchmen. probably hates. So all I did was talk about Watchmen and V for Vendetta when I, there's, like... There's top ten. There was a Superman stories. There's all. Oh, there's just there's there's Diana. There's Diana Quinn. There's loads and loads of Alan. Moore. I love all of his stuff, but I went a complete blank on it all. And it, you know, it would have been nice to, to talk to him a little bit more about some of the other bits. So yeah, but that was a that was boss. He's my genuine like comic book writing hero. So I'm not sure do overs are allowed, but yeah, you know what? You can have a do over because yeah. you know if. If the overs are allowed, then I'm going to go with the football stuff go as well. Go with the second thing. Uh, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'll do. That's fine. Um, yeah. Okay, if you could relive a football moment, is it, is, is it as easy as saying Istanbul? No, no, no it wasn't for me. Um, it's Dortmund. Okay. And I've said this a few times since that happened, is that I've never felt like that before. Yeah. Like, that, there was like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's like an electricity in the air that like... I've heard about like Saint Etienne and uh, you know the, you'll never walk alone at Istanbul. I was never in any of them. Yeah. I was in my own version of that. Now we didn't go on and win anything, but to me that moment is still special. It's still the most special that I've had as a Liverpool fan. Yeah. Um, and nothing's come close to that. Like nothing's come yeah. close to that at all. Like. Yeah, my, mine's more from the. I would, I would, I would, mind, I wouldn't mind going back because we, we we weren't in Istanbul. We were only in the, the walkabout in town. But I would do it, and I would just drink a little bit less. Um, just so I could remember it a little bit more. And I was fine. Like, you remember nothing after the second half onwards, by and large. I remember you at half time. But, you that's know. not just the game, Paul. That's in life. That's just life. But yeah, no. I, I'd my, be nice. my memory ends in 2005 on the 25th of May around 8.45pm. <laughs> no new memories have been made since then. <laughs> yeah. But it was. It would be nice, again, Like it's like the, the whole thing of, I've said this in the past, about if you could rewatch. Films without knowing anything about them. Like I'd love to rewatch the Terminator films, the first two, and go into Terminator Two not knowing Arnie was the goodie going into it. Spoilers if you if you if you yeah, spoil Terminator Two, basically too late. Came out in fucking ninety five or whatever, um, or four. 
it's irrelevant, Paul. It's irrelevant, kind of. But yeah, it would be nice to go like to watch that again and feel that tension because I, I can go back and watch it again now. I've watched that full game probably ten times back since then, and um, I, I I I just love watching how good AC Milan are in the first half. Was it would be lovely in a really perverse way almost to go back and do the you enjoy through. it in a different way because you can enjoy them for what they were, yeah. but you don't get that, those feelings. That Crespo finish where he just oh, dinks it that outside of the boot over Dudek is like that's a stand up and applaud goal. I defo didn't do that at the time. I, I crumbled to the floor and 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 and, and, and value, revalued reevaluated my life and, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it would be cool to do that. Um, okay, so obviously transfers are, are running riot at the moment, or, or you know, not. But transfer speculation certainly is. Um, does it, I actually want to start on one. i tell you what. Go tell on. me what you told me yesterday outside the train station with the transfer window. So the transfer window's open. Madness. Yeah, transfer window open on the 9th of uh, June. Madness. Yeah. There's a, there's a, uh, so I'd done this video on, on, on Mates TV about... It was just about certain players now, effectively, and it was very much tongue in cheek, and um, why people were getting glad dead I deleted that tweet. Why people were getting dead wound up about it, and it was um, you twat, relax, will you? Oh, wait, you didn't watch the video, you did you, Grace? Get the yeah. Um, so the and a few people saying that the windows are already open, and I think a lot. Of, I think it's just because of, on the internet, and particularly on comments and, and tweets and whatever, people like to be right about something at any given time you've got to be right about something so you know you know what you do is it's like if you're trying to have an argument with someone and you mispronounce a word you've effectively thrown your argument out the window because all people are going to say is that's not how you pronounce that way etc etc it's the there there yeah. thing um you're dead you, you know you, you, your opinions moved but Effectively, a few people say, no, the window doesn't open on the 1st of July, as we all thought it did. And I, I did go and verify this, that, yeah, on the FIFA FIFA TMS, I think it is, they do the, the, it's the transfer market system or some shit like that. There's like a, there's a there's an online database you can sign up for that uh, effectively, oh, it's the transfer matching system or something. Effectively, it's like a database where you can go and find the type of players you want based on the data. And it, it's got a list of all the transfer windows for the entire world. And yeah. The ninth, not the first. I believe it's the windows open to buy players, but you can't like register, register for them the until the first of the, until the first of July. So yeah, that is that is interesting. Um, so that's not going to make anyone feel any more relaxed about anything. Um, but quite the is, opposite. But such is life. That was the point, though. Um, Victor underscore twenty one, who was you also here to relax, did you? So no, no, who does? No one listens to podcasts to relax. Um, Victor underscore twenty one, who was at you think that was his Twitter handle, but it's not. The Twitter handle's at tomato underscore source ninety three. Yeah. Okay. Um, just talk there about. There was a time when yours could have been a tomato sauce related Twitter. You did have a, a fondness for ketchup. Still do. I would never have gone down the, the Twitter handle route on it, man. Um, uh, talk about Naby Keita and whether Liverpool will buy him or not. Um, go. Naby Keita is a fantastic footballer. Mm. Um, turns out when you when you when you haven't seen anyone play for a while, he becomes better. Yeah. Um, we did a lot of me and John did a lot of looking into him last season and stuff, and, and watched quite a bit of his YouTube videos. And I, I, I started to watch a little bit of the Bundesliga during the middle of the season and stuff. Um, so know about him quite well. Um, 
I don't think he's worth seventy million to be honest. Who but is, I, exactly, that's is. my next point. Yeah. I don't think anybody's really worth seventy million. Euros I wasn't convinced whatever. on it until that video was doing the rounds this last couple of days of him spanking one in the top bin, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, give him the number the, eight the, shirt." This is the, this <laughs> is the thing for me though is that I would love to see him at Liverpool. And I would love to see him sign for seventy million or sixty million or fifty million. It doesn't really make any odds. But now it seems to have gone a little bit too far on him, and it's like he's better than he's better than Kante. Kante was the best player in the Premier League last season. Naby Keita wasn't the best player in the Bundesliga. Yeah, there's no, but there's been no games. Let's not go too far, lads. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm he's a great player. Yeah. I want to see him at Liverpool, but let's judge him when he's played a few games for us. Yeah, exactly. I, I, if he plays I, a few games, for yeah. Us. I, I'm. We were we having this chat yesterday. Actually, a few of these things we kind of discussed, which which why I've picked these questions. We were, we were waiting outside Houston Station yesterday and we chatted about a bit of this, but I, what world are we in if Liverpool genuinely are in for £70 million targets? I mean, it's not going to translate because we're not doing the video, but when you asked me that question yesterday, I, I pinched myself, didn't you I? You did go and pinch yourself, yeah. I mean, you, if you want us to do that now, no, I, I can tell people. <laughs> Just pinched himself, ladies and gentlemen. Um, um, yeah, so... He's lying to you. <laughs> I'm lying to you. I'm really sorry, I'm lying to you. I don't want to break the bond. But I've, just lied. I've just lied to you. Um, uh, yeah, it's... Um, well, I mean, we, we, we're in a... Well, potentially, and where Liverpool could be could spend 140 million quid on two players. Now, I don't think we will. They'll never see your eyes skip from left to right, as you said that. It really added gravitas to your point, Paul. Yeah. Like, no, like I had to describe it for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's that thing. Of, I don't, I, again, if they're saying, let's say Leipzig are, they've, they've reportedly put like a 70 million price tag on them. As we've seen with things, what when you say that's how much we want, you put that figure there to de- either to detract people or that you you then never goes more than that. Yeah, you're right. It's you a negotiation. It's a negotiation, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you, you don't. If you've ever been to a lucky lucky man on the beach or anything and bought a bracelet off him or anything, they'll start with eight. You'll start with two, and you'll meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah, this has been happening, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, across the world for generations. Yeah. This is bartering, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's I, just a lot. It's just a lot of money. Well, I, I think the thing is, there's two. There is the other side of it. Is the same thing that Liverpool have just done with Phil Coutinho, where reportedly we've said to Barcelona, we want ninety million for him, or we're not even not even asked, um, and that because we know that's too rich for what they're looking for and what they're prepared to spend for for the player that he is this this window. So there's probably a little bit of that. Now though it's down to it's just down to Liverpool and what the and whether cuz this is there's a Pandora's box of transfers that we're about to open this summer or or we have the potential to open this summer I think. And once you open that I don't know that you can go back from that. We saw it with the market has to crash, Paul. Yeah, exactly, and and he, but even not even yeah that I mean that in, that in a, in a general sense, but we saw it with with Aston Villa, you know, like Randy Lane. I think it was Randy Lane when he came in. He went right, okay, we're going to make this club really good. There's a load of money. There's twenty million for Darren Bent. There's a couple of blah blah blah, and then like the next summer, like the manager comes around and goes, great, now I've got some twenty million pound targets. He's like, oh, what? I don't. I'll, I'll give you that money. Well, no, the we one time that. deal type we thing. need that every single season that's the thing with Liverpool Liverpool needs to be prepared to take the plunge on this properly so if you if we're saying we're the kind of club that spends £70 million on top targets then we need to make sure that we can be that and if we can't be that then I, I you know then there's probably questions to be asked but it is a thing sorry I don't 
I'm not sure we necessarily need in italics to be that club this window because the arguments would still remain. There's got to be someone else who can do that job in the world for less money than fucking seventy million pounds. Maybe so, and I don't know. You're raising a really interesting point. To be honest, I think I like the thing about what you said about it doesn't necessarily mean that we go out and spend two hundred million every summer. But if the targets are available and we truly believe that they're worth taking the plunge on, maybe there isn't anyone better. Mm. Maybe those thirty million pound players aren't going to cut it this window. Maybe we do need to take the take the plunge on on Naby Keita, on Virgil Van Dijk, and ensure that the next few transfer windows calm down a little bit. Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting point. Not one I thought about because I kind of just assumed that if we're going to spend two hundred million this summer, we're going to spend two hundred million every summer. Yeah, and we're going to become one of them clubs. I think that the major thing right now for me is that. We can't lose ground on anyone. We've just broken the top four. Now's not the time to scrimp and save. Mm-hmm. That it's got to be get in there, stay in there, make sure that that money keeps coming into the football club. Then spend wisely off the back of that. You mentioned something to me actually yesterday about was it something Baskin had said in that regard? Yeah, about FSG. So Baskin reported, I think it was two two nights ago. So it'll be Sunday evening, just gone. Um, that FSG have always said when world class talent becomes available, the money will be there. And then reading between the lines, it was we haven't been able to attract that world class talent to spend that money. Yeah. Um, and you can understand that, can't you? As well, I mean, you know, you look at it and you go, well, this guy's worth this guy's fifty a fifty million pound footballer, but is he worth it? No, not. Really, but yeah. if we think that this guy's worth seventy, then you can spend that money. Value is all about what you perceive it to be, isn't yeah. it? It's not about what other people think about it. You know, we went on honeymoon in Rwanda and Uganda and Tanzania, and every single time you go into a transaction there, they wanted you to spend an amount of money, and and I would, I hate bartering. I absolutely yeah, hate it. But I, I'll give you a little thing about this little um, wooden fucking Geppetto why not it was a giraffe um, that we've got in our living room right. and it was sculpted out, out of a piece of wood and I've been trying to find it for ages because I didn't really like the ones up there they were a little bit too thick the, the woodwork was a little bit too clunky I know I normally talk about fart tits and all that type of stuff I'm sorry I'm talking about woodworking um, <laughs> and it was really well sculpted giraffe and I had in my head what I thought that was worth and it was about 30 quid because I thought it was brilliant yeah. and they wanted like fucking a tenner 15, 24, and I had no problem with overpaying. Yeah. You know, and you know, I didn't get into the negotiation. I knew I could have pulled him down. He asked me for this thing and I gave him it straight away. Because yeah. to me it was fucking worth it. Yeah. And I wasn't getting into it into something. Yeah. It was worth more than that to me. Yeah. And that's kind of what transfers are about, isn't it? Yeah. In a weird woodworking giraffe kind it's, of way. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to you've got to make sure that you get value. It doesn't yeah. matter what the other club gets. Yeah. I mean that's why, yeah, you're right in that. And this is this is the fine line. This is why I think it, it's so nuanced the situation that we're in. And that's why I, uh, it's not about us. I support one way or the other. It's just that I don't. Try, pardon me. I try not to let it get me to, to bother me too much because there's just so many contributing factors to all of it. And I would be paralysed by this whole. Once you start doing that, what that what that means? You know, if you start paying seventy million pound for centre halves, what's your next centre forward costing? Mm. Because centre forwards cost more money than that. All of a sudden, we're joking it's about supply and demand, though, isn't it? No, as well. yeah, but true. But you know, but you know, it's yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It, but it's if that thing. If of, there's a shed ton of centre forwards, yeah, but and if, there's two world class centre backs. But the, yeah, but again, yeah, tr- true enough. But I think we'd all agree that by and large, the 
there's a reason why centre halves well, cost loads less in general. But it's that thing is all of a sudden if we're paying seventy million pounds for a centre half, like all the people laughing at like hundred and twenty million for Mbappe. Well, that's what fucking centre forwards are just going. That's what good centre forwards are just going to cost all of a sudden. That's the world we're. And it, it's the thing. It's like it's hard for me to detach myself because I've said it loads of places. I don't. I don't care. I don't care about what we pay for transfers. I kind of do. I wish. I, I wish I cared less because I do care because. And it's it's probably the whole no country for old men thing. Is that I don't like the way this is going. We have this with Flav from Ball Street all the time that he kind of he doesn't want Spurs to be dead successful because he kind of likes his football club to be just little and a little parochial little thing. Weird, you know? though, isn't he? Yeah, he is weird. But it's that you know we I, I I'm just, I'm it's a there's a dichotomy there for me of like wanting Liverpool to be the best, the biggest and the best, right at the top of football. But in order to, it's tough to disassociate the fact that we've never done it that way. Even when we were the best club in the world, we never did it that way. We didn't, we we weren't breaking world transfer records. We did it by buying, you know, players under like the model that we've got. Scottish blokes. He's buying Scottish <laughs> Irish fellas with dead good at footy um, and occasional Zimbabweans <laughs> to shake shit up. Nice. Um, but the, but yeah, it's, it's and an so Australian with a vision of how football boots should be. <laughs> yeah, just wants to put more kale on a footy. Um, the um, but no, this is this is very, this is why I struggle. This is what I struggle with is that how do you how do you do that when you've just spent fifteen years hating Chelsea and hating Man United for the way they've done things? It's that uh, I guess if Liverpool just go wholehearted into it, I'll probably enjoy it. But it's this period of uncertainty where are, are Liverpool going to become that? Because they're going to become it, going all in on it, fine, and I'll, have to, I'll, and I'll go with the flow. But I don't want to see us fucking limp dick it and us make an absolute fucking mockery of ourselves again by doing a really wanky, half-hearted yeah. version of, of, of this mega club yeah, thing. I, for, for what it's worth, I have no problems with Manchester United doing it because I don't think they've done it the wrong way. Mm. I think they've earned everything. They've spent everything that they've earned. I had a problem with Chelsea doing it. I always mm. will do. I kind of feel like Liverpool have kind of earned their way into that now. I yeah. don't think we're not a sugar daddy run club. Yeah. You know, we've we've increased the commercial opportunities. There has been an influx of more money. Yeah. We were on the telly more than any other team last season through a brand of football and all that. So I, I do think Liverpool have kind of deserved the seat at the table and they yeah. deserve to be able to spend that type of money, whether I like it or not. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to do it without having to spend all that money because yeah. I, I just think there's no better way of, of winning it's, the Premier League. It's but, it's just that, I guess it's though the, the, the point is, and this is why it comes back to the nuance thing, is that if we could do it that way, surely we'd have done it that way before now. And I just mean winning the league, winning the league title. But equally, you could look at, and again, this is where... I I am I feel a sympathy to some extent. Probably not the quite quite the right way, but you'd look at the progression of the Jurgen Klopp and you'd be like, do you need to? Will would a would a natural progression would the progression follow? I think you know le- I, mean? I think you let Klopp decide. Yeah, and I think he's buying the players ultimately, so he's making mm. the decisions of he thinks you do because this is a strong league, a competitive league with great managers, great players, and a shit ton of money to spend them. Yeah, on. Just just going back slightly, and I know I used this example last week with the booth uh, on something else with the booth on and the goalkeeper stuff. Buffon didn't change the price of goalkeepers in 2001. Yeah. 
when he was went for 30 million. I, I think it took a long time for when Rio Ferdinand went for 30 million for yeah. that to break again. So I do think there are players, and I don't think Rio Ferdinand was really a world class player at the time, but in potentially very much was. So I do think there are players that you can go out and get for much higher than their market value maybe yeah. at the time and it might not affect that, th- that, yeah. that when you look back yeah, over no, the over the season you're, right? def- you're definitely right because again that's those situations where you're paying uh, you are absolutely paying over the odds like you're paying you're just I need this player and I'll pay anything to get him you're right I don't think you necessarily necessarily drag it up although that being said I think there's a world that that era of Italian footy was when all the, the fucking money fell out of Italy as well and Italy went down the fucking 20 as a league so maybe there's a, a more in-depth circumstance One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes Nice dress uh, It's a it's a t-shirt Until you tried it on Same goes for your healthcare That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The problem we've got is that what we've seen in the Premier League is it's only been a year since John Stones was a £50 million centre-half. Man City are the ones who've who've set the the the, the price range almost on these centre backs because every time they're paying for, they're paying they probably spent over thirty million pounds on a centre back probably about five times or something I'd say in in recent in recent years and it does and you can see there's just an inflation across the across the board isn't there and I don't know whether that's particularly if you get your transfer business done early it sets the tone almost for the league it encourages people to think that this is a thing and it's easy football clubs more often do stuff they don't like being the first to do stuff they're encouraged by seeing other football clubs do things so they see everyone spending big on centre-halves then it makes them more inclined to go and spend big money themselves because you're setting the market aren't you to to some extent Um, but it's all very terrifying Um, (laughs) nevertheless no it is because I mean I say like I say it comes down to it we do live in a world where Liverpool could could Spend sixty plus million pounds on a centre half, sixty plus million pounds on a defensive midfielder, or a, or a centre midfielder, and you know you can spend the best part of one hundred and forty million quid on two players. That's crazy. That's f- abs. 
absolutely, like, you know, it's genuinely crazy. I can't, I can't, I can't quite wrap my head around it. I understand some people are using that as an excuse to get really wound up by things because they can't wrap their head around it. I'm just like baffled and amazed. You know what I mean? I'll sit back and Do see what happens. We spent like twenty million on Adam Lallana, and and everyone went mad. Overpaying for Lallana, twenty million pounds. Yeah, all of a sudden. Until now, no, no, it? but it's but we. How many years ago was that? Two. But it's what? Yeah, three. Three maybe. Uh, but I, I remember saying, and Lallana's proved me wrong in in this notion. But I'll 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 reiterate my point from the time is that Liverpool twenty million pounds. I said should he should Lallana should be our ne- our new Yoshi Benayoun. If we want to be one of those Uber clubs, then. Twenty million pound players sit on your bench. Hmm. Seventy million pound players start every single week, start every single game, and that's the way. That's the way it should be. And that was what we, you know, in the it, ten years ago, yeah, it went from ten million pound players became your squad players, yeah. and now that's up and up. And like I say, it's the Lallana point is not spot on anymore because he's pumped, become absolutely integral to how we play. And I actually think uh, probably he's probably slightly too old to have this value as such now. But if Lallana played like he played the last two seasons and he was playing for PSG or he was playing for whatever, 60. he'd be a 40-plus easy million pounds, yeah, million pound that. player. Um, but this is the thing, isn't it? That's what Liverpool needs to get into the, the swing of. Is the, like Dejan Lovren is a great example of that. 20-odd, 25, say, million pounds. He's about to come be third-choice centre-back. We shouldn't, be, we shouldn't flinch at this stuff because, again, Liverpool in the past would have had... Ragnar Clavin, a £5 million as his third or fourth choice. All of a sudden, we've got, as I say, it's that thing, isn't it? We're growing to the point where there's just so many millions good. of pounds of talent. It's good, it's yeah, good, it's good. Very good. Uh, so just moving on from the uh, last question, so thank you very much, Victor. Um, so say we get Virgil van Dijk and a cater or a similar mid, and I say a similar defender over the line as well. Uh, will we continue with 4-3-3 again, or will we change formation with new personnel? So again, we had this last night, um, and I thought it was I thought it was interesting. What I'll say is, I think we pretty much we'll revisit this every time we sign a new player. Yeah, we've got to because I don't think we'll I don't think there's enough data there to tell us specifically if there's going to be a change. So I'll ask you the I'll I'll, ref, I'll rephrase the question slightly to direct it to you Chris yeah. you always start this conversation with well I've been saying it's going to be 4 2 3 1 for, for a year, year now um, how, does the signing of Salah for a start make you think that's likely to be anything any different or is it just, does it just cement you I know it, it cements it to be honest I think you know I, I, I kind of envision Salah on the right hand side Mane on the left and Firmino up top at the moment. I then see Phil Coutinho in the number 10 position uh-huh. as opposed to a straight-out midfielder. Uh-huh. Um, Where does Adam Lallana go? That's the conundrum, isn't it? Mm. Um, I'd be happy with either Lallana or Coutinho in the 10, to be honest. I, I, you know, it, I'd like to see maybe Naby and Jordan Henderson in the centre of the park. Um, I think if you if you play in two, a two-man midfield... You got Henderson and Chan, Cater and Wijnaldum are your four to cover those positions. Mm-hmm. Your ten is covered by Lalana and Coutinho. Mm-hmm. Um, your left winger is covered by Mane, Salah, and Coutinho. Your right winger is covered by Mane and Salah. Yeah. Your centre forward is Firmino, Ings, Sturridge, Origi, Solanke, Solanke. Um, but equally, 
you could quite easily just change that into a four three three with exactly the same players, Lalana and Coutinho, with a creative yeah. guy who, who is who is forced to, you know, transition into the attack. Vinealdum and Keita yeah. are the, the box to box midfielders. Henderson and Chan are the sixes. It's so fluid. Yeah, it could be it could be both during a game. Yeah, and you wouldn't be bothered. I think the 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 thing of it is yeah, particularly if it's like a Henderson Vinealdum midfield, a two man midfield because that's the easiest one is the Vinealdum just takes up his position that he played last season slightly further up the pitch doesn't he the question is and I guess this is the thing we won't know we, we, you know pre-season still a couple of weeks away um, is the, it's the Coutinho Lalana thing because he fucking loves Lalana mm. Lalana for Klopp is the guy that makes that all tick that you know the, the he presses from the front the way he turns play around etc etc that it's that's where I can't. It's, there's twelve. We've basically got twelve first team players at the moment. Maybe thirteen if you consider like Emre Chant and the, the form he put in at the back end of the season. Uh, we can't possibly have the answer right now. Um, but at the minute, like I said, I, I, my suggestion is that I wouldn't shock me to see us start pretty much as we as well start the best team we had from last season. In, in the, the new season with Salah to come in and impact, settle him in a little bit more. Although that'll depend on how preseason goes and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But yeah, because I agree with the notion that we'll probably see Coutinho playing deeper because it looked great when <laughs> <Yeah>. we <laughs> sort of West Ham in particular. Um, we might see more of that. And we've talked about if you know in, in terms of a squad, I think. We, if we're taking Coutinho out of the winger positions and we're putting him into rotation with Lalana, I still think we're short another winger. If that's the case, so that kind of would intimate to me that we're probably gonna stick with it largely as is, because I think you'd see Henderson Chan you'd say four three three, it's Henderson Chan for the DM, it's Wine Aldam Cater for the box to box. Yeah, it's yeah, for the yeah, why not? Um, for the six and a half, you know, whatever. The then it's Lalana, Oxley, Chamberlain oh, in rotation for the attacking mid. Coutinho, Mane for the uh, Coutinho, Salah, Coutinho, Mane for the left, and then at the minute it's probably let's Mane, say Mane, Salah. Ojo, say okay. in rotation for the wings. Whereas if you take Coutinho out of that. I feel like we need and we might yet need another body, but it's so. It, but it's then, so yeah, early, that's where it? Chamberlain comes in as well, yeah. doesn't it? That's where you, you want the versatility of Phil Coutinho to be able to play that winger or the centre mid. Mm. This is it, and you never know. You, you sign Chamberlain, you could be looking at a three at the back situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's so nice to see. It, it's so nice to see how the. Uh, because I can enjoy this more. Yeah. Because last season I didn't have a frigging clue and I thought the signings were all wrong. Yeah. I was like, why is he signing him for there in that position, in this position? Yeah. I can enjoy this now because I can step back and go, he surprised me last year. I wouldn't be surprised to be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if I was surprised again. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, I can, and now I'm looking for the evolution and I'm trying to guess where he's going rather than thinking, well, he's wrong, he's wrong, he's wrong. It's much more fun. Yeah. To go, what's he planning here? Because yeah. he's planning something, because he did this last year. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's fun to me. Yeah, no, I completely agree on that. Um, there's a moment, um, I think, that's going to come in this pre-season where we, where we go, ooh, yeah. Like, we're going to see, I don't think we'll necessarily see it against Tranmere or Wigan, but maybe it'll be like the, toward the back end, like the, the Ardy Cup or something like that, and we'll, we'll get the closest thing to our first team and we'll be like, ooh. 
I'd not considered that before, and that'll be like the really exciting thing. It's probably Phil Coutinho playing in the ten, Lalana playing left back, and all you know what I mean. It'd be something. It'll be something fucking mad, and we'll be like, whoa, hold it. And then Hello. all of these discussions will have gone completely yeah. out the window. That's but good. I expect them to do as as it as things uh, develop anyway. Um, so we'll move on. We've got a question. Um, from let's let's go a bit while a while for a moment. Marzi twenty, our good friend at Clopsy twenty, as he is on uh, on Twitter. If Payjack ran for PM in the next UK elections, do you think he'd win? And how do you think a debate with him would go? No, sweary. I think you know what you could be. I genuinely think you would do phenomenal. I think there's probably too many skeletons in the closet. So I have this feeling about myself. But the I, when you look at like, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna compare you to Nigel Farage, but I don't mean. Oh, come it on! No, I, don't mean it, I don't mean it that you're like some sort of neo-Nazi bigot. I mean that he's created a platform. Come back, come back. I mean that he. he, he and, and and Trump and, and oh come on and even I've just come back and you hit me with Trump and even Corbyn they've created the, the, and, and to be fair like Nick Clegg did it as well it's this I think you could I think you could take the I'm so sick of the if you're so sick of the normal way of doing this bullshit approach I think people would flock people would absolutely flock to it and you're already yeah. a viral megastar so That's you've got the you like you get the grime scene on your on your, on your side I'm all about the grime easily. scene yeah, absolutely. I think it would be great, and I would very much love to see you in your Chapman 102 oh, persona doing debates. That would be hilarious. Yeah, live television debates. Could you, you imagine just, just anyone turning up with a with a 15 year old cap on for a debate? That would be great. Yeah, and a jumper. Be, that would be fantastic. Yeah, though. I'm not so sure. I don't think I'd win. I don't think I'd run. I don't think the debates would be very good. You'd either be, I think but they'd be fun win. to watch. Yeah, you either win or you would be the dressed-down equivalent of Lord Buckethead. I think you'd definitely garner yeah. a lot of online attention, because we know that's that's how it works. Um, okay, so... See, we made a, a, a Payjack Nudes made an appearance on True, True Geordie's podcast. Spreading. It's getting big. I don't know how it's wild, getting big. I don't know how fire. it's still a thing. Um, what would be interesting to see is the Payjack Nudes thing is, like, how many people... We're watching the first one. Remember where it came from? And you? How, yeah, it was from Deadline Day, wasn't it? Was it Deadline Day it came from? Yeah, or I actually think it was, I think it originated around Deadline Day and <laughs> our, our Deadline Day, the Red Men Deadline Day. And then I then we moved on and started doing the Ball Street ones and I was down for that and you were doing bits on Red Men up in the studio on your own. And I, I'm pretty sure you did. You, you maybe I think you promised. Oh, did you get a nipple out or something? I got a like, nipple out on one of the deadline days. Yeah. I don't think it was a deadline day that we started it on. I think it was one of our own watchalongs or something. One of our very first lives. Maybe it wasn't a watchalong. Maybe it was something else. But yeah, maybe we should document it. Be interesting. Future generations. If anyone can, work out, if anyone well, can work out the first appearance of the page, yeah, because thing, you know it's gonna live on for what thirty. 40 more years yeah. people will want to know at some point where it orig- originated yeah. i mean my brother saw it on twitter the other day and whatsapp me he was like what the fuck's this lad and i was like i love how i love how uh, your stay is so easily embarrassed oh yeah uh, and how he gets so when he feels a bit of embarrassment he gets really angry yeah how many times he's phoned you up to give you a dressing down and loads, stuff over the years? Loads, loads of times. Like. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I equated the uh, the Page at Nude things to like Harambe, except it'll never die. Yeah. Um, so it was a going. really great great tweet, but it was done on the live show the, 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 day, the day before you made that tweet. So that's why I didn't reply to it. Ah, yeah. The never die bit? Yeah. I added that. 
That wasn't in the tweet. No. That made it, it was made um, that said it enchanting on the live show <laughs> nah, the day before. Choose not to believe that. Did, enchanting did duck. Didn't say it. Didn't say it. <laughs> if anyone could chart it, though, uh, it would be very interesting. Enchanting duck transfers um, that have wildly deviated from your expectations, either exceeded or fell far short. Robbie from. Keane's the first one that springs yeah, to mind. Yeah. Uh, the worst thing about it is I don't even think he was that bad. No. You know, we, the problem with Robbie Keane at the time was he was bought to play with Fernando Torres. Torres got injured and he ended up leading the line and he was never a lead the line on his own centre forward. Scored that absolute belter against Arsenal, didn't he, at the Emirates? Just the one in the grey kit. Yeah, the grey and red weird version that we wore. And um, that was like, he, he had some moments, didn't he? But He's a class player, yeah. Still is. Still yeah, was. Sorry, still, you yeah. know, in the MLS, he was tearing it up until a couple of years ago. Like, just knew, he just knew where the goal was. I mean, when he broke through it, I think it was Coventry, wasn't it? He was outstanding. Then he got that massive move to Inter Milan, and he was like one of the most valuable footballers. He was like, you know, he was playing with Christian Vieri and mm. all this, like 18 years old from Coventry, and then he's gone to Inter Milan and all this. And you're like, what a career trajectory. And he goes to Tottenham and if played in some clubs, like... In fact, yeah, in fact, didn't he go, didn't he go Wolves to Inter to, co- to oh, maybe Coventry? maybe it was that way around. But yeah, it's bad, he had Leeds as well, He'd Tottenham, been, Hotspur, yeah. Liverpool, Celtic, LA Galaxy, Celtic. Celtic. I mean, an unbelievable Aston, career. Did he go Aston Villa on loan? I think he went West yeah, Ham on loan. I think you're right. He, he, definitely was was, he was definitely, but yeah, men's, yeah, men's. But yeah, again, he was another one. He, 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 yeah, I, I, and I he was it, a CM god back in the day. Yeah, absolutely, proper um, wonder kid. Before I think it said wonder kid on it. Yeah, I think the ones. Um, I, That's I think, where my love of him came from. Yeah, is yeah. that is those championship manager games. I think I'm I, not going to let you finish your point. Most recently, um, <laughs> I think Genie Wijnaldum is a great example. Recently, yeah. that I don't think any one of us was like, "Wow!" Like blown away. I was more. I was slightly more excited by Mane, even though I wasn't. Again, I wasn't over the moon with with, with Sadio Mane. Um, but, like, yeah, I had n- like zero expert. I knew Mane was fast and he could score goals and he was going to play on the wing. I thought Alden was less fast, would score less goals and would play on the opposite flank. And then we played him as a box-to-box midfielder. And even then, I was... I, I, funny, I was talking to someone about this, about a signing. I can't remember what comments it was on on, on my channel. And they said, speak to me in, in January or whatever about such and such a player. And I was like... Leave it to the end of the season because I wasn't even that impressed by one Alden mid season, but he just got better and better and better as the campaign. There's, so, there's loads of them, Paul. I think you know, when you look at what Phil Coutinho came in, I think I never really had any expectations of Phil Coutinho, and what we've got out of it is a world class footballer. Mm. Uh, Sadio Mane, great example, Wine Alden, great example. The Coutinho is it, to... does it mean that we're too harsh on players before they actually play a game 100%. for us? Because yeah. it seems to be well, all the players that are in our first team. Well, no, but exactly, yeah. Well, I actually did a list of this, and there'll be a video, I'll, I'll fathom a video out of it at some point. But I made a list of all the signings we've made in the last five years, and whether I thought they were like successes, meh, or shit. And the meh column might is where inevitably it comes up for debate because I don't think it's as black and white as he was dead good or he was dead shit. I think like, because like like a Joe Allen as an example, you wouldn't. He's definitely not shit. He definitely wasn't a shit signing, but he also wasn't an absolute. You know, wasn't an absolute world, etc. etc. Um, but I think you know by and large, I look at the players and a lot of the players that we we now really like were all players that would you know had a lot of people or the perception was. Which I think is important, an important distinction that these players weren't good enough or we'd done something stupid by buying them. The Adam Lallana's exactly the same. Ex- exactly. I mean, th- there's a guy who has far exceeded my expectations of him because 
I think I think he probably went through his ceiling that I gave him a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and he's not stopped. He's well, not stopped improving since yeah. then. I thought I, I thought you know at the end of last season, the season before the Europa League season. Again, I thought we'd seen great. That's what we're going to get from Lallana. You know, we, at least we're seeing he can play for ninety minutes and he's running around a lot. And then he had a goal. <laughs> here's, here, here's a question for you. Is Lallana the last player since Steven Gerrard who plays in the first team that we've seen go through their peak years other than maybe centre-backs? Yeah, I can't think of anyone who's gone through the peak years for yeah, us. Yeah, like, sort of like, yeah, like 25 to 28 to 29. No, it's a very good point. It was Lucas, but he was never a first team the whole time. Yeah, and he, and he, yeah we, lo- we lost the best year, the best ability of Lucas because of the injuries. No, it's a very, that's a... If anyone knows uh, an alternative to that, please do. Obviously, this will be on the uh, on Acast and it'll be on iTunes. If you want to leave any suggestions for answers to that, you can do by leaving a um, review on iTunes, five stars, and then leave us some suggestions you think of players we've seen. Yeah, it has to be has to be five stars before you can type anything. Absolutely. Yeah. If you don't, you get punished, electrocuted by okay. your phone. Yeah, you bad luck, bad luck for seven years. Um, the, <laughs> but yeah, I know you, you, you're dead right on that. I don't think there's been too many. And in fact, I've made this point before that I would like Adam Lalana. I would like us to just keep him till he retires or till he gets to an age where maybe Southampton want him back. You know, he wants to go and heal the bridges back home or something like that. Like at 37, he goes back to the... Bournemouth, it. maybe. Bournemouth goes back to, his, go back to the Rippers. Um, stay close to home. Um, but yeah, it would... Um, because the players like that, it would be nice. I know there's very much that notion you let people, you know, lose their legs on someone else's dime effectively, but um, it would be nice to see a bit a bit more of that because you're right, our policies very much become sell far too young. Like... You could say, you could almost make a case for Suarez to some extent, but then, as you say, he's gone on that two or three seasons where he's just been... He's yeah, we didn't have his entire left. prime, did yeah, we? Yeah. We had the beginning of it, I think. Yeah. Not, yeah, but he, actually, I think it's a great point. Not not many players have done that. Um, so, yeah, and just actually just wanted to make mention, I, I, I should have... Um, named it earlier Andrew uh, Treble Zero on Twitter was the one who said uh, should we care how much money is being spent on players it's not our money but would hate to see us overspend and it not work out yeah. uh, perfectly summed point. up perfectly summed up I think how we, how we covered that point there um, but yeah as I said very interesting I think we will see we will doubtless see more of those and don't be shocked if um, this time next year even one or two do the ones like, like, like a Carius there still exists that we could be talking about him in that in that light. Next, you know, after a season, maybe he has a great preseason and he just looks like his levels above Minion and he comes in and he's and he and he's great this year. And we go, ah, right, that's why me. we signed him. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it does look. I think I think we're having far more transfer successes in recent years than I think we get credit for at yeah. times. And just on that, the, the, I guess sort of lastly on it, we talk about this. The it's. Whenever we think we're getting something, whenever we're like dead set, this is going to be like, let's use Balotelli as a great example of it. Um, you know, signing Balotelli, there was loads of people, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to bring up the obvious, but there, there were just loads of people. Balotelli was a big name, he's great on FIFA. Um, signing was a, was, a, was a great bit of business for Liverpool, big name, yada, yada, yada. So there's, there's as many examples of ones and the other way around that you think, oh, that's going to be something. I always knew he was shit because <laughs> he's fucking shit. Um, but, you know, this is, this, is the, this is the way we live. Look at, look at Angel Di Maria. Mm-hmm. Man United paid like 70 million for him. 
and they got a season out of him and went uh, made him the scapegoat for all the team's problems and then packed him off to PSG where he was boss where he's been yeah pretty good and like, he was boss at Real before <laughs> yeah uh, whereas you know again you could look at it and just look at look at it, it, price and all that stuff and name and value don't necessarily count for the world Chelsea have I can think of as many big name players that Chelsea have signed that have fucked up and then I can where they've gone out and bought players and they've gone well that's a great that's a great bit of business so yes anyway yeah everyone hopefully keeping their heads for the coming weeks until some more sign and start to drop in the old uh, drop in the old inbox because that's how they have that's it. how signings happen <laughs> uh, but yeah great thanks very much everyone for listening to the podcast this week we're back we'll be doing more uh, another one next week and then the week after that I like the format so on good. So yeah no thanks to everyone who sent the questions in uh, I'll put a tweet out again next week for more of those very very interesting stuff uh, as ever if you want more from the Redmen TV if you like video based stuff and you want more audio based stuff as well it's coming it's well it's, it's some, coming there's some it's here. coming there's some here <laughs> It's here. It's here. <laughs> um, the Reds transfer it's finishing. roundup. It's not finishing. We need to wrap up, but then we're finishing. The Reds transfer roundup is available right now in audio version. So if you go to the redmentv.com and you want transfer talk solidly presented by Steve Hall, including ourselves, there is an audio exclusive version as well to that if you just like the whole audio thing. So yes, go and subscribe to the redmentv.com. Makes all of this possible. We love you guys. Um, back next week for more podcasty goodness. Vote five stars, reviews, and, uh, and walk on. Cheers. <laughs>